Oh damn, we're in trouble now. Hi, and welcome back to another episode, or if you're my mom, edition of <laughs> We're in Trouble Now podcast. I just don't understand what your what your hatred for the word edition is. It just is. doesn't make sense. That's to be like, I'm going to go put on my land flippers, and you're like, oh, you mean shoes? And they're like, that's what I said. You're the only person in this my entire world. My sea socks. And you're like, oh, you mean just socks. <laughs> just call it socks. It's an edition of my shoes. My shoot, my edition of shoes. Did you know that he has an aversion to that word? It's, it's, not, a, it's not the right word. Why, why, why is it word? not the right word? Because I feel like, well, because an addition would be like you're adding on to something. We are. We're adding on to our podcast but series. You, but you, no, but it's a chapter or a, a chapter, an episode because it's, it's a continual story. Yeah. If you're, if you're, you're adding to an episode, yeah. that'd be a whole nother that'd thing. That'd be like, yeah, that'd be like if we started the podcast, you were like last week on podcast, Brandon <laughs> talked about this. Lonnie had this kind of question. What will Robert talk about next? Find out on this edition of we're, we're in, in trouble, trouble now, now podcast. Yeah. See, it doesn't, Okay, you're the only person, again, I will guarantee you, if we did a poll, you would be the only one who voted that that's not that the That it would right bug one. me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of... Uh, we're in trouble now. Podcast. <laughs> Podcast. I don't know why I always whisper, but I do. I, I don't know. It's, it's it, so funny. Well, the problem is you only have two like vocal ranges. You're either <laughs> just quiet or really obnoxiously like loud. Yeah. Like I was telling mom this one time. I don't know if you've ever seen the SNL episode, but it's the Will Ferrell when he's on the news segment <laughs> when he has uh, that voice. Um, <laughs> that he can't stop. Yeah, yelling. voice modulation problem where he can only yell. <laughs> this is the sound of my voice. Because you and mom do the same thing, though. Mom suffers from it as well. Because when you guys try to whisper about gossip, you don't whisper. You just yell like you yell quietly. <laughs> yeah. So instead of like a whisper, you just. You you just, it's a lower scream. Well, dude, it's not my, okay. Well, I mean, if I'm yeah. going to start whispering yeah. and then I get into what I'm whispering yeah. about, it's going to become get excited. really yeah. loud. You're so like, can you believe they would wear that outfit outside? That I'm fucking like, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, well, Brandon, you know, we don't need to yell. Uh, because I'm not now yelling. I'm talking yeah, normal. You're like, I'm whispering. You're like, well, everybody's staring at you. You're a loud whisperer. Kind of like when we were at In-N-Out and like this was back when I was working out and everything and there was a dude in front of me, yep. in front of us. Exactly yeah, like dude, that. Because I mean, I did full body and I was actually a pretty solid mm -hmm. you know, person, but uh, this is Brandon like at the prime of his way of working out. Yeah. I think mom's trying to say, put your mouth closer. Hi. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It's, it doesn't matter. I'm no, just going to. We can pick up his vocal. Yeah. Oh, okay. His microphone's different. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. stop fucking. We'll just, have to cut that do, part out. Wow. Keep, keep, your, keep your mic two, section that way. 245. Memo to self. Okay. So anyways, uh, so we're over at In-N-Out and uh, there was this guy. <laughs> Careful. Don't smack. Three, three well, minutes, okay, Robert. Know, but it's kind of hard when I have someone. <laughs> you are kind of meerkat him pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, just leave me the fuck alone. He's trying to tell I'm a story. No, because it's going to mess up the camera. I don't like that. I know. Dude. That's why I was like multiple cameras. And mom was like, and mom was like no, well, this, this will where make it. No. All right, fine. Switch me. No, no, no. It no, doesn't matter. Because Great, I'm back on the sap chair. Here, fuck. switch me. Switch me. God. I don't care about mine. Over. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not starting over. I'm just gonna edit this part. Four minutes. But it's gonna be weird because it's gonna be. Yeah, we'll just well we won't take the first part. Oh my god! <laughs> <I can> fucking <laughs> just leave. Why is this seat so hot? 
I run really hard. Why, why are you? But now look at look how you look like the Statue of Liberty. What the fuck are you doing we, so high? Get like a normal a, chair. Why are you little oh. stacking dolls? <laughs> yeah, we look like a bunch of Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. You remember it was funny. It was yesterday, mom and I had uh, not an argument, but we had a, a lengthy discussion about how mom was just trying to always make you know, things better or just trying to help me out. And it ends up being sometimes more work. I feel like I'm not allowed to look at you guys. Well, it's kind of, you're just like, you were meerkatting them. You were like, you were like one of those cockatoos that is like, yeah, you kept doing like, like, look at them. Look you're at, like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have a fucking thing like yeah. that. So I kind of yeah, have his, to guess. He's got a, yeah, he's got a, he's got a, yeah, uh, I don't have a, something that's pointing. No, to your me. microphone actually picks up audio really well. So you don't that's need to I'm be saying. close. This is what it's called. We have a dynamic microphone, so we have to be closer. I personally think we should keep this in. You were like meerkatting and like, <laughs> like a chicken pecking yeah, corn. Yeah. Like a chicken pecking corn. I can only imagine Brandon trying to tell a story and there's just like the, at the corner of his eye. It's just like these weird I, head yeah, movements. And these yeah. big ass eyes. Yeah. Like, you're doing it with your eyes and head. Yeah, you were like you were like a a rooster kind of clucking around. (laughs) Sorry. Jesus fucking Christ, woman. Okay, I'm better now. Are you? You okay? Is there anything you want to say? Yeah. (laughs) We're staring at you. I just just want to see how the shoe fits on this other foot. Oh, okay. So you think it's simple? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Boom. Boom. (laughs) All right. So. As anybody wonders how I work, how I deal with diversity, <laughs> here's an example of, of two little rattlesnakes striking the California brown ground squirrel. See, I think, you know, I think what it is, is I think you put yourself in these situations. I really didn't that realize. That you receive negative criticism and you're like, oh, these venomous boys. I'm just the, I'm just this poor little ground squirrel. Seriously though, in my mind, did you I'm, not see you doing no. it? It was fucking <laughs> I was in like, my face. I, I saw it. I'm like, <laughs> it's like one of those bright lights just flashing. <laughs> exactly. In my mind, I'm like, I'm just showering him, him with love and support. Not even, Mike. <laughs> Like I know how to fucking yeah. talk in your mic. Yeah, you were like one of those um, those stage oh. moms and those kids beauty pageants. Come you're on, like, little twirl, twirl, step. <laughs> you're lucky yeah, I didn't like lick my finger and try to clean off your face. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna stay quiet on that one. Yeah. So welcome back. Oh boy. Okay. Jesus. Well, I think that was funny, and you know what? And I love laughter, and sometimes it just it just moves your energy. Okay, why are you guys staring at we're me? We're having a podcast. Start, yeah, we yeah. need to start a whole new Oh, I episode. thought we were doing it. No, this is it. We're not starting over. I'm not re-editing it again. This is oh, it. Oh, you're just going to cut it. No, I'm just going to keep it in. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I mean, that's just the whole thing. It's it's like, and I one of the things I love about our podcast so much is this because it's reality. And why are you guys staring at me? Because. This is, oh. this is, remember how you were like, we need to sit so it's not in a straight line so we can all look at each other when we're talking. <laughs> yeah. And you're talking and we're looking at you. Okay. <laughs> the problem so, is, what have you done to make yourself feel so guilty? Oh my God, everything. But here's the thing. It's like, I absolutely love laughter. You know what? And it's like, sometimes I just have to do, I guess really weird things in order just to start laughing because I just love the way my energy feels right now. Yeah. So, Oh, that's right. Back to my story about in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you do that? Well, I wanted to make sure you're in frame cause you kept moving. Oh, 
You're yeah. like, yeah, you're like a flight risk <laughs> because so far you've been in the middle. You've been standing. You've been well, sitting. Okay, you've clearly, been in a chair. Okay. I could totally sit in the middle, but apparently I give Brandon really weird vibes. So yeah. he would rather have me gaze at him lovingly across the counter. I think we would all take that option. I just lost the bet and at the short straw. Well, oh, because I'm closer to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I mean, in and out. Was so that? You, but the and, problem is, was that on this take or was that on the first take? No, I was on the this take. No, okay, it was on okay. this take because okay. you were talking about the story. Oh, that's right. From and in mom, and out, mom kept. She you, kept fucking yeah, staring yeah, she, at me, and I'm staring at you now. Well, what would you look like? One of those owls that you I was see just in a barn. Say that. Yeah, you yeah, look like you a can't barn really owl. See anything besides its eyes because of how white they <laughs> and, are, and like no facial features, yeah. just eyes. Yeah, <laughs> but somehow its wings are moving between its mouth, like moving distance. Yeah. See, I I think you look more like a bush baby. Oh, those yeah. are cute. Mm-hmm. You see, I take all of this as compliments. Yeah, because like in Africa, right? They have these little bush babies. What and the fuck have, is a bush baby? They're like these really cute little like you've seen them. They're pocket sized things. things. I like, just asked what yeah. it is. So okay, so it's I like they're, they're 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 maybe about seven inches tall. They've got cute little itty bitty. They're mars not marsupials. No, they're not marsupials. Um, they're like these small primates, and they're like really really bitty. And you can like feed them bananas and. Like I can just picture like mom with her big old eyes and you just feed her little bananas with the little bush baby hands. <laughs> See, there you go. There's your answer right there. For the next podcast, just come with bananas. <laughs> How does that make And then make when I start irritating you, you could just feed me a slice of banana. Do you like bananas? I will tolerate a banana. But what? I'm just saying. I like you're like I like you're like, there it is, there's a solution. Just give me bananas. Do you like bananas? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take really? it. I, mean, I don't go out That's of my way. That's all you way got. For, I, I would love an apricot. I don't go out of my way for a banana, but I'm not opposed to a banana. Then I'm not going to bring a banana. Yeah, that's a waste of my money. If you if you chopped it up and you fed it to me accordingly during those times where I'm irritating you, I will have my diversion to my little banana. You have piece. to bring a lot of bananas. That's like 98 cents and about five minutes of my time because mm. I'm going to cut that banana so fucking slow <laughs> and just make it so worth that 98 cents. And then I'm going to end up eating it. All right. So let's listen to your... You're at in and out. You're yeah. at in and out. Okay. So we're at in and out. And um, I always did legs, you know, chest, back, shoulders, arms, all that. So there was a guy in front of us. And, you know, I mean, maybe he probably had knee problems. You know, sometimes that happens. You just can't do legs. You know, there's a lot of like medical injuries or stuff like that. But me, I'm a very loud whisperer. And I kind of mm. don't really have a filter very much. So I kind of say what's on my mind. So it was me and Robert, and we were standing in line. And I was like, huh, somebody missed fucking leg day. Yeah, so, yeah so you missed leg day, huh, my guy? Yeah. And I go, Brandon, shut up. He's like two feet in front of us. And Brandon's like, what? He can't hear me. <laughs> he was actually a pretty big guy, too. He was a big guy. Yeah. He was like 6'3". And he's he, fucking stocky. He was pretty big. Yeah, and I was like, oh, cool. Missed leg day, yeah. huh, yeah. But Barbu used to do the same oh thing. Oh, my God. Barbu was the worst. I mean, yeah. because she was deaf. Yeah. And her idea of whispering was just Your not guys' whis- idea. But I can remember because like we were when I would always have to take her to the emergency room, mm-hmm. you know, her idea of passing the time was people watching. So we'd be sitting there and she'd lean over and she'd be like, why is that lady wearing that? Mm-hmm. And the lady would be like sitting across the, the in the seats right across from us. And the lady would be looking at me like, why is she saying that? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'd be like, mom, they can hear you. No, they can't. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> 
Clearly, yeah. they can. Because that kind of sounds like you. Yeah, it sounds identical. Yeah. No. Well, like when we used to take Barbu to the zoo, right? She, we would like be watching, and let's just—I remember specifically it was an elephant. We were at the little elephant enclosure, and then Barbu mm-hmm. saw this girl like in this full leopard like shirt and pants combo, and then Barbu was like, "Do you think she knew she, what she was wearing or what she was wearing when she walked out the house?" And I go, <laughs> yeah. "Barbu, she can hear you." She was like, "Who would have thought that the animals would animals would be the second most interesting thing here?" Oh, <laughs> I'm like Barbu, shut up. <laughs> She's like, "They can't hear me." I'm like, "Everyone can hear you." Well, they're turning around and looking at yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. So. so. Let's get back to the one good thing that happened to all of us. Brandon, I don't you think go we first. mentioned that on this tape. No, yeah, we did. Yeah, did we? we? Did. Okay. Yeah, it happened so long ago. Okay, so for anybody, it just you know, it, it, for, to refresh everybody's memory, what we're going to do is we're going to start each episode with. Um, we're just going to say something, one good thing that happened to us this week, because sometimes, again, like Brandon was saying, we have a tendency to focus on the negative instead of the positive. Yeah. So, so it's just, it's just pretty much, you know, you kind of change your way of thought process. Yeah, so it kind of like reshocks your mental, I don't know where I'm going. No, 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 Continue. I came to, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it reshocks your alignment and puts <laughs> things in perspective. Well, you got to think about it. If you only think about negative stuff, then that's all you're going to think about. Yeah. And then you're going to see all the negative in every single day. Mm. So it's if you kind of reflect on, you know, the one good thing that's happened to you, or not the one good thing, but like what's going good with you, like mm-hmm. what's going good in your life, you know, yeah. and the one good thing this week that's going good in my life is that, you know, um, with work, mm-hmm. you know, I had a couple of days that were just insanely hard and I was going to break because, you know, I was a very angry person a while back. Um, but I've, I've calmed that part of me down a lot. So I, there was a couple of instances where, you know, I almost broke mm-hmm. and just wanted to go back to that angry person to just say, fuck it all. But, you know, I, I switched my habits. So instead of smoking or going to drinking or doing something like that to kind of take myself out of the situation, um, I went to go ride my motorcycle. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I try to do something more positive. So like whenever something like that happens, I try to focus on a different hobby or different um just a different like activity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of that. Outlet yeah. or activity. I mean, mm-hmm. perfect. So it's just like either that, like go for a walk, you mm-hmm. know, or go put yourself out of your um, your zone into a, like into a different area. So like go to the park, sit in the bench, just take yourself out of everything for a couple of minutes. And then um, everything kind of rolls away easier mm-hmm. instead of um, sitting there thinking about it mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And then you start getting yourself even more upset or more angry or more depressed or yeah. sad. Um, and it's just, it's been a lot better for me, you know? Okay. So like taking myself out of that, I can actually uh, focus on what's going good and I completely ignore all that bad stuff that happened to bring me to the point of breaking. Mm. So it was just, just taking myself out of it. Well, that too. And like you said, yesterday when we had lunch, you were like, if I was to drink or smoke, I was just, I would use it to kind of like, put the problem on hold or kind of get away from the problem, but it, it wouldn't go away. Yeah. You know? Cause I mean, you really, you're not putting, uh, you're not fixing the problem with a substance or anything like that. Yeah. You're just, you're muting it. Mm-hmm. So you're well, just keeping yeah. it quiet. Because when you tell yourself that you deserve sobriety and then, you know, like if you had a, like when this, this episode came where you were really angry, you were frustrated, you felt like you weren't being heard. If you had have gone back to either drinking or smoking, you would have basically told yourself that you don't deserve that sobriety, you know? Yeah. And no. it's, it's just, a, and then at, once you start saying that, then all the other things, all other start recurring patterns start to come into effect mm. too. That's what I think. Yeah. And then like, say, even if you did have a drink or like, if I did, you know, have a drink or if I smoked something, like smoke some weed, it was more like then 
a different thought process would come and mm-hmm. then I would start getting happy. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not that I'm happy myself. It's that I'm happy because I've taken myself out of a reality and out of the situation instead of fixing it. Right. So it's more like you just got to fix it. Yeah. It's like, more empowering when you just sit there and be like, you know what? I'm just going to fix it. Yeah. I'm not going to cover it up. I'm not going to mask it. I'm going to fix it. And then all of a sudden you have, you're like, oh, wow, I have the power to do this. Yeah. And it's a really cool message for yourself. Yeah. And the way I fix it is just change my thought process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I mean, it's definitely a lot harder than. I mean, it's yeah. Drinking and smoking is the easy way. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's way easier. But like thinking about it and just like, well, you know what? Like, I don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. Let me go do something else. So I just went really fast. Yeah, that's cool. What about you, Ma? You know what? I was um, mine also too. Is is focuses back on work a little bit more mm-hmm. because work has been really difficult. And for anybody out there, um, Brandon is my assistant. So when I say work is difficult, it not only affects me, but it affects Brandon. And you know what? In, in in a way, it affects Robert too because you know. Well, I'm just saying it's like it's hard for you to sit back and watch us get oh, yeah, you that know beat sucks. up every yeah. single day. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was really proud of both myself and for Brandon because we basically we did something about the situation, you know, instead of just being like, well, this is just the way it is. I guess we're just have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, we made a stand and we're like either a B and C happens or D is going to happen, you know, and it felt really empowering. I mean, we weren't going to be like, you know, we're just going to give up and quit or we're just not going to roll over and take the abuse. We actually came up with a solution, a positive solution. We implemented it and things are getting better. Yeah. And I was really proud of ourselves for doing that. And it was a really good thing. It, it made me feel like I was not a victim. I was in control of my 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 situation and it felt really good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Muscle tough. Yeah. How about yourself, Robert? Um. Yeah, mine was really good. I got the dates for my next Africa trip, mm. so I get to I get to like look forward to that and start planning for that, and that'll be really really fun. And then I get to go back to Africa, so yeah, I'm always happy with that. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's a beautiful country. You get out of. Oh, it's know. uh, where I'll be is a beautiful country. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm just. It's just like I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It's um, I'm really stoked because a couple of the the recruits that I filmed last trip actually ended up getting jobs at the reserve that I'll be at. And so it's been, it'll be really cool to go back out there and, and, um, kind of just see, hang out with them again. Cause a lot of the ones who got their jobs or got hired were the ones I really liked. The ones like I got along with, um, the most, and I'm really blown away by some of their work ethic because like there was one recruit, um, he w- took the whole course. I mean, from six, I would say about like five in the morning to about six o'clock at night, he was, we, we were running our course, right? And then from six to whatever time you went to bed, that was your free time. And that's usually when the recruits like, you know, cooked and cleaned and showered and kind of got ready for the next day. But he was also, um, I didn't know this and Mike didn't know it either, but he was doing like his final exams for his university. So he was doing this full ranger intake course and doing his ranger exam, uh, his university exams, Whoa. which is, it's, it's mind boggling to think. Um, so he got a job and I'm really, really excited about that. He was a cool dude. It was, it was funny because we were did a, um, in like, um, a bush phase where we went out and spent four days in the bush and he had an allergic reaction on like day one. And <laughs> to so, what? uh, just something with some of the, the plant life that's out there. Uh, and there was something that he touched and he touched his face. And so I was back up at the, at the base, um, editing some videos and he comes over with Mike and Mike's like, we got a first casualty. And his face was swollen. Was it like, like one of those, like, like one of those episodes where it's like, I ate something mm-hmm. and they go out of frame yeah. and they come back and it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it was. His <laughs> eyes were swollen shut. His cheeks were all big. And he was like, I think I'm allergic to something. And we're like, yeah. 
um, but in Africa, like or in, in where I was at, it was like, you don't really go to the doctor. They're like, yeah, just, you know, go to this, go to the market, grab this. And we grabbed that and it worked. And the next, in I think like, um, the next morning he went back out and joined the bush face and then he was doing the university classes the whole time, which I thought was That's crazy. Really cool. Yeah. He was a really cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that just shows, you know, use your time wisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny, too, because when we first met him, his name was, we nicknamed him Cool Runnings because he, he, he looked like the, the guy on the, the Jamaican bobsled team yeah, off yeah. the movie. And he thought, we thought he was like, oh, I'm, look at me, I'm Mr. Cool, I'm Mr. Cool Runnings kind of thing. And he ended up being like a really, really hardworking um, ranger, and he ended up graduating the top of his class. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Isn't that John Candy? Yes, or, that was yeah. a John Candy movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. 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 And you know what, Robert? And then... Um, the one thing that I saw also too is your your video your videography mm-hmm. is getting a lot of um, it's yeah. getting a lot of, yeah. of notice. A yeah. lot of people are noticing how well you're doing your videos and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, a couple of nonprofits um, that we do business with have um, have commented and have been really excited. And one actually is I think in the context uh, we might be working out, might be doing some work for them soon. See, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Which would be pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool just to see like your passion, like yeah, know. kind of manifest. Yeah, you know? and and not only that because you're you're, you're very passionate about your craft, mm-hmm. and for people to acknowledge it yeah. and to to do something like that, I mean, it's it's I know it always has to make you feel good. Yeah, no, it's it's well, it's kind of weird because it's like I I love doing it so much I forget that people that you can make money off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And the mic's like, oh yeah, they want to pay you. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah, no, it's cool. I'm really excited. I love Africa, so I'm excited to go back. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, having a job like that or a career like that, mm-hmm. that's what you kind of want to look for. Yeah, totally. You know, you know have, you, have it work for you instead of you work for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Because, I mean, at that point, you put more passion into it and more heart into it because you don't think about it as work. Totally, right. yeah. Yeah, if you're like, oh, my God, you guys are going to pay me to do this? Like, yeah. that's how it, I think you know you you found a career path that right. you really enjoy doing. And I think it's really cool watching both of you because both of you, it, you know what? And as being younger, I think sometimes you have these expectations of what you think your life is supposed to be, Mm -hmm. you know, and you get so focused on what you think it should be that you don't really just let life unfold. And it, to me, both of you have just kind of been like, you know what, I'm just gonna let my life unfold and see where it takes me. And I, as a mom, I can totally see both of you flourishing Mm. since you've chosen to do that, you know, instead of being like, it has to be like this or this or this. You're just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow of life. And, sure. and I'm just going to be happy wherever my journey takes me. And it's been pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, like when I first graduated, right, I was applying to everything. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, well, I guess I can work for this obscure job in like, um, like Tucson or like, you know, some weird job I really don't care about in some weird city and state I don't care about. And I was like, I guess. And then um, it was weird. Then like two months later, Mike hit me up to go to Indonesia. And then I was like, oh, okay, no, yeah, I'll do this. This is cool. I'll do this. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool to see it like just kind of manifest into something that you really are excited about. Well, also too, it takes a lot of pressure off of you too. Yeah. I mean, just because I mean, Brandon, I mean, it's like, I know that you've, you, your path has taken you in a couple of different directions and it's just really cool to see where you are at today and just really super comfortable in your skin. And to me, it's like I said, as a mom, that's everything that I hoped for mm-hmm. was just that you guys would be happy with whoever you you whatever life path you you ended up having mm. yeah no because i mean like one thing was always like you know what am i going to do for work totally or mm-hmm. like you know am i going to have a family or something like that because all my friends a lot of the friends you know either have a family right now have kids so i'm just like well, what the fuck am i doing mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like why am i putting a time limit on my life when they've, you know, they did that for themselves or you know something happened and some you know an event occurred and now there's a baby but it's like, I, why do I need to pressure myself into doing something 
um, that either I'm not ready for or um, it's just not in my timeline. Right. You know? So it's not like I'm trying to, I'm not trying to force my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like you said, mom, you know, just let it happen. Yeah. And I get that question a lot. Like on my lives, I get a lot of people just being like, what advice would you give to like a 20 year old yeah. or a 30 year old? And to me, it's regardless of the age, I always give that exact same answer is don't put, don't put pressure on yourself to be at a certain stage in life because that might not be the right stage for you, totally. you know, and, but Again, society just tells us so many different things of like, you know, you should be like this and you should be like that. You should look like this. You should act like that. You should have this. And and when those things don't really transpire, a lot of times people feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. And what I want to add to that, because you said a good point, it's like, you know, um, I'm not happy or uh, kind of like I should look like this or I should mm-hmm. look like that, you know, because like the other day I actually had a kind of coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. It was more like, you know, because I was always trying to get myself back into the gym because I did take a break. I've been trying to go back. Um, but it's more I keep thinking about what I did look like and I try to recreate that. But it's more I'm I kind of came to terms to be OK with, you know, how I am now. You know, yeah. I'm not as stocky, but, you know, I'm not super skinny either. Right. So it's just like, you know, why do I care? Like, why am I trying to make myself look a certain way when I should just be comfortable in myself? Absolutely. You know? And it was just more of like a, it cleared a lot up in my mind because then I kind of became more confident in myself because yeah. it was just like, you know, cool. Why do I have to look like this to be a certain way? or come across a certain way to other people, but it's like, fuck other people. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to look what I want to look like for myself and still be happy. Right. You know, and I think that just, you know, helped clear up a lot of clouds in my mind. Well, it's just like you said at the beginning of the podcast, right? Instead of focusing on all the negatives, what happened this week, you focus on the positive. It's the same thing with your body image. You know, if you're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, if this, this isn't as tight as it, you know, I'd like it, or, or I'm not as big or skinny as I should be. You're like, oh, well, you know what? Like, I mean, yeah, obviously everybody's got their own body images. Like, that they're a little self-conscious about, but there's a lot more positives than I think the negatives. The problem is that the negatives are always a lot louder than the positives. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And you know what? And it makes me kind of sad because sometimes it's like I was on a, a live just the other day and, and a young lady comes on and she's like, you know what? She goes, I don't have a very good positive body image of myself. You know, I'm a little bit heavier and somebody called me pretty the other day and I don't know how to, how I feel about that. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? We're never going to be perfect. We're never going to, we're never going to satisfy society on what we're supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? We just need to get over, you know what? Just, it just makes me sad. You know, like I was saying, it's like, I'm not, you know, my skin isn't the same. It used to be. I might, my figure's not the same. It used to be, you know, I look differently than I used to be, but I like how I look now. I think you look better now. Yeah. To be honest. Well, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, and truthfully, when I look at myself, I have to conscientiously stop myself from micro tearing myself down. Totally. Because it, and we all have that, that, um, we all have it in us. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have that ability to be like, my skin shouldn't sag like that. Or, you know, my, my should be this or that. So I conscientiously have to stop myself. So I guess my message is, is like you, Brandon, you know, you're not as big as you used to be but you're happier, you know? And to me, it's like being happier is more important than what you look like. Oh yeah. And it's more of just like, you know, at that point, you're not trying to come across a way to the public. You're Mm -hmm. just, you know, you're staying true to yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a bigger thing is that you just got to stay true to yourself. And no matter, you know, what aspect of your life, you know, it's, it's either like, um, 
how you either look or anything like that or like how you come across mm -hmm. or like um just anything you do in your life you know you right. just gotta stay true to yourself well i mean look at like you know any i guess high ranking like celebrity or, or just like any like fashion icon or things like that the, just the way that they carry themselves is in such a you can just you can see the confidence in like every walk and you know their their body image may not be like quote unquote like the most perfect or like model ready and a plus material but like the way that they hold themselves and the way they present themselves is what i think it sets them aside from like a normal person or not like a person who's got a little bit more self um self, self yeah self-esteem issues okay yeah so just the way that they kind of carry themselves like you don't have to be like this drop dimey dime piece as long as you know you're like you know what like i'm gonna be the best version of myself and i'm gonna carry myself the way that i want to and like you know be more confident in the way I, I kind of go about things. Yeah. So let me ask you, Robert, because I know that that's been something that you've always struggled yeah. with. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like you are dealing? I mean, because I've seen a, a big change in you, but how do you feel about, because how do you feel about yourself? Because I know that you were always striving for perfection sure. before, and this is something that we've spoken about, mm -hmm. but it seems like you've kind of just given yourself a little bit more of a break. Yeah, I, I did too. Um, I don't know, because, you know, for so long in my life, right, I would walk around thinking that everybody was, like, looking at me. So I had to have, like, the perfect outfit or I had to, like, you know, look a certain way to, like, make sure people weren't saying anything mean or bad about me. Where now it's just like, you know what, like, I want to wear what I want and I'm going to try to be as, not standout-ish, but I want to be as comfortable in my own skin as possible. And I'm going to wear whatever I want and things that I, make me feel good. Mm -hmm. you know and and it's been really really nice lately because you know i've been wearing a lot more color i've been wearing a lot more um, bolder fashion choices and stuff like that and it makes me feel really really good, good to not so much care about like what other people think like i don't you know i'll never see this person again it, it makes no never mind what this person thinks about me as long as i think i look good or as long as i like how i look mm -hmm. you know and i want to and kind of want to just touch up on something mm -hmm. a little but it's like it's also a body image isn't everything it's yeah. also a personality. I mean, mm. if you don't have a fucking killer, like, you know, attitude or personality, it's just like, if you're just mean to everybody, that doesn't make you hot. Or because you got a hot fucking body doesn't mean that. You oh, know. yeah. You can be an attractive person, but have a yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but be ugly, you know, big on the inside. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't have to be a dimey dime, like you said, mm -hmm. Robert, but it's just more like, dude, personality goes so far. See, I'm attracted to personality Same. before before physical attraction. Um, like, yeah, obviously there's like that, you know, Hey, this person looks good, but I'm not attracted to that person until I talk with them and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, this person's funny or confident. And like, I, I'm not attracted until after I talk to them. Like, like I'd love it for a sight. I don't think is, it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. But the problem is, I mean, and I absolutely 100% agree, but society celebrates the outside beauty mm -hmm. and doesn't really even pay attention to the inside beauty. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of the, you know what, when you open up a magazine, you don't see somebody with a good personality. You see somebody who fits the standards of what they think sure. uh, of what you should look like. But I think even magazines now, that's an outdated medium. I like that. Yes. You know? I've heard that. And you, so like, instead of being like, oh, well this person, like you, obviously you see somebody pretty, you're like, oh, well this person's obviously got to be rude or mean, like just to kind of, you almost kind of put them down to make yourself feel better sometimes. And I think now with social media, you know, and reels and TikToks and stuff like that, you get to see more of the personality of the person who is showing this, you know, content or, or model um, walk. And, and a lot of models are actually on Instagram that I follow. They're actually really funny. Right. You know? And one thing I have noticed, and I was, I actually caught my attention, is I was looking at some um, website for clothes the other day. Mm -hmm. And some of the models were 
older models. You know, they were probably 40s, 50s or whatever. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And then they have plus size models. And it just Mm -hmm. was really kind of cool to see that, you know, society isn't just, you know, on this particular website, they weren't just trying to sell clothes to a particular age group bracket yeah. if yeah. that makes any sense yeah they're going to every 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 person yeah yeah and i think that's really cool yeah because it just makes everything so much better nowadays i think so yeah i was leaning too far forward i moved my mic okay this feels better oh okay yeah because you're kind of on the edge yeah so that brings me to um a subject that i was kind of hoping that we could talk about because i really wanted both of your um input and opinion on this so i get asked a lot um, on social media, like what people should do, younger people, older people, I guess there's no age limit on this one, but how would they approach either parents or grandparents or something along those lines with tattoos? Because a lot of these, these individuals who are asking me this have gotten tattoos and they're hiding it from their grandparents or they're trying to hide it from their parents. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, can you help me figure out how and the, what is the best way to have this discussion with these people? So, I mean, I can give you my standard answer, but I was kind of hoping that maybe you and both of you could give your input on this question also. Oh, you're gonna Do you want to go me? first? Sure. Yeah, no. So with that said, uh, when we were younger, for me and Robert, um, our dad used to tell us that if we ever got a tattoo or our ears pierced, yeah, he would either skin it off of us with a knife, yeah, and he or, would show us the knife, yeah, or he would actually uh, he would like rip our earrings out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he was saying that if we did get it, that's what he would do. He just tried to come off really aggressive. But he's a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, he tried I, to scare us. Yeah. yeah, dude, he's just a fucking yeah. hypocrite. And the funny thing is that a few years back, I went golfing with him. And he had a, a tattoo of a K on his finger. And that was. And he said, well, Robert, you were it talking. For, it was for kids. Yeah, he's a he, fucking. Yeah, because he was. Because you would remember your name. Because we loved so him so much. Yeah, he, he, was a, he was a very narcissistic liar. Yeah. And so to make, to validate the reason for him getting a tattoo, he would lie and be like, oh, this is for kids. They're like, oh, dude, how about maybe our initials? You know? Yeah, yeah. dude. But it, was, but it was for his, at the time, wife. He's, I think, since been divorced and remarried. But. Yeah, he used to scare Brandon and I when we were younger, and we have tattoos, and we had our ears pierced. We got yeah. our ears pierced in seventh grade. So now, when when let me ask you this, because when he was actually saying those things to you, was it in your mind as a child? Were you like, oh God, then I I never gonna get a tattoo? No, it was no. the exact opposite. Yeah, dude, fuck him. Yeah, because I think at that time you had gotten you had the one in your ankle for sure, for sure. Then I think you got the oh, one on yeah. the back and the one in your stomach. So you had at least three, and I remember like. I remember him telling us and we were in the back seat and he pulled out his knife and I was like, he ain't going to tell me what to do. Fucking I was, I was like, I'll turn around and get all these tattoos just to kind of smite you. Like, I'm, because that's just, this is how it's always been. Right. Yeah. So, so I was like, Oh fuck you, this guy. I want to, I want to get a bunch of tattoos. Wa- you know, watch me. Yeah. Um, so with the story, yeah, I don't mean yeah. to cut you off. So it's just like, um, yeah. So with that said, uh, he got a tattoo on his finger and it was for his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is that, Whenever they broke up or anything like that, he got it lasered off. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he did. He did. Really? Oh, yeah. And, and so then, does that mean he doesn't have kids anymore? Oh, uh, let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Yeah. And uh-huh. then um, I went to go eat breakfast with him a few years ago when I was um, engaged. Yeah. For a little bit, fucking crazy. Um, and uh, I had my full, I had my full sleeve. No, no, no. I only had the forearm done for my arm on mm-hmm. my left side, 
And he just kept looking at it, but he wouldn't say anything because yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Well, you yeah, gonna, he's yeah, not going to say gonna anything do? now that yeah. you're bigger. He has, well, he has no power over you. Anymore. No, dude, because I mean, we fucking, we pretty you much. grew up. Yeah, we yeah. gave him up. It was just like, no, dude, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, it's just like, you know, I have two full sleeves, my chest done, and I have five fingers, yeah. one on my leg, and I'm going to get my stomach done in November. Um, okay, but, so let me stop you there. So let's just change the scenario of this. Let's just say you liked your dad. And you were going to have to approach him with your tattoos. Okay. Now, do you see where the difference yeah, yeah, is? Yeah. Is because because a lot of these people who are asking me these questions actually like the people. Oh. Yeah, but okay. So, like in this scenario, are we getting threatened with weapons and getting? Yeah. No, no, that okay, is so, absolutely. So, in a, in a made up world, our dad, we loved our dad. In a made up, yeah. In, in, an in a fantasy universe. world, our dad was a complete pieces of shit and, <laughs> and we actually got along with them yeah yes. okay okay so with that so in this scenario can i have blonde hair yeah dude can i be like seven foot why you would know, you be seven feet why, why would you awesome? have blonde hair i don't know i just feel like oh you know when i first um for the game we that brandon and i both play when i met my friends online they all thought i had blonde hair <laughs> i don't know why they were like you have brown hair i'm like yeah they yeah, were like we thought it was hair. blonde i was like how do you how do you how does everybody think i had blonde hair they're like i don't know it just felt like you had blonde hair do you sound blonde yeah, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that would only but, make sense. Um, okay, so like in a perfect world. Okay, yes. I was going to okay. say, because it's really easy for us to be like. Well, yeah, well, you were a supportive mother and we, we spent more time with you than we did dad, right? So we knew that no matter what dad we did or you know how dad felt about us or whatever, we always had you as a, as a security blanket. And so Brandon, and I think, could get away with being like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to get whatever I want because we had you. Cause you knew that it was going to unwait. It was never unwavering. Yeah. We yeah, knew yeah, you yeah. were going to protect us. So it, I don't think you need know, to be honest with you with that answer. I don't think there is a right answer and I don't think there is just a, a, a blanketed. Oh yeah. Do this, this, and this. I think it depends on the situation. Okay. So we have a fan. Okay. We are going to fantasy world, a fantasy world. Okay, yeah. so and fam- in this fantasy world, your mother has no tattoos. Okay. okay. And your dad is nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't see this, even yeah. fancy. Okay, but okay. anyways, I but, see what okay. Do you see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you saying. are the Let's first. Just say, can you just say you remarried? I think that'd be more believable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So fantasy world, okay. we actually like our dad. Okay. You don't have any tattoos. Correct. Oh, cool. And you were the first um, person in the generations to come of having a tattoo. Cool. Okay. okay. So with that said, what I would do, um, I would honestly just go up to him. If you, if you're 18 plus, yeah. you know, because of course you're an adult. Yeah, be an adult. I mean. You're an adult, be an adult, mm-hmm. but that, that's, you can, it's so easily said, but to get to the point, um, I would just go up to them and be like, Hey, you know, I want to get a tattoo. And if they say no, or if they try to kick you out, well, I mean, you, that's your body, you know, that's mm-hmm. your life, you know, mm-hmm. do what you want in your life because you only have your life. Your parents aren't living your life. You're not living your parents' life. Um, if you, and then if you also want to think about it. Ask them what they rebelled against their parents with, and then just be like, well, how is that not the same thing? Well, you know, yes, it's a tattoo. Yes, it's mm-hmm. permanent, but just don't get it on a dumb place. You know, like... Yeah, no face tattoos. Yeah, no face tattoos, I mean, no neck tattoos yeah. unless you know that you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's even just, then, it's a journey. It's a journey from beginning to end. So, I mean, like, try not to hide it. Once you feel like you're trying to hide it, and you're like, oh my God, you feel ashamed because yeah. you did get it. It becomes it. a dirty secret. It's, it becomes worse. Yeah. So at that point, if you do get a tattoo, or if you're talking to your parents, like you want to get a tattoo, just make sure you are ready and tell them, be like, hey, I'm going to get a tattoo. And if they say no, just be like, well, I mean, are you living my life? Yeah. You know, I can do what I want, you mm-hmm. know? And I think a lot of people don't, you know, take risks, like 
take their lives into accountability and they're just more like, okay, well, how are they going to feel if I do get it? But I would just say, talk to them, figure out their idea and just be like, you know what? I'm still going to get a tattoo. I know you're saying no. I'm not trying to See, rebel against you. that's just the whole thing is, is a lot of these people are 18 and they've already gotten it. Then don't yeah. keep it a dirty secret. Yeah, that, well, yeah, yeah, that's like Brandon said, it's become, it becomes something you have to hide and then you become like ashamed of it and you're like, well, I can't wear a bathing suit, you know, because they'll see. But I think, you know, like Brandon said, if you're 18, you by definition, you're an adult and, and I would approach your parents as an adult. You're like, hey, mm-hmm. listen, guys, we need to sit down and I would like to have a conversation with you. Um, either I have a tattoo or I'm thinking about getting a tattoo and I would like to you know, kind of bring you, if you don't have a tattoo yet, you're like, I'd like to show you the tattoo process. This is the tattoo idea. You know, this is my, this is our family's first tattoo. And you kind of like demystify it, right? Because a lot of parents, they may not have tattoos and they probably look down on in the tattoo society or they think you might jeopardize a job and things like mm-hmm. that. And, you, and I would sit down with them and be like, hey, listen, this is what I want to do with my life career-wise. These are some examples of people who have tattoos and are very, very successful in this career that I'm chasing after. I, I want to show you that this tattoo that I'm thinking about getting would not hinder my career path or my, my abilities to secure a job. Um, and I would, you know, I'd, I'd do your evidence or do your homework, you know, come with, with factual evidence and, and have, you know, arguments and counter rebuttals and things like that. And, you know, it could also be religion wise, you know, also too. Exactly. So they could be Mormon. They could be, uh, I believe if you practice, um, if, if you practice Islam, I believe you can't have tattoos. I know um, a lot of Christians and Catholic practicing people, they don't have a lot of tattoos. So I think if that has to play a factor. Yeah, there's in it like too. something in the, in the Bible. You can't mark your skin. You can't mark yeah. your skin or something like that. But, yeah. you know, it's yes. And I mm-hmm. think that you guys are absolutely 100%. And out of all of, you know, I always say, if you go into it again, like it's a dark, dirty secret, yeah. or if you go into it looking for approval, mm-hmm. be prepared to not get approval. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, chances you, are, you, I mean, you, it's a 50-50 dice, right? So if you're ashamed of showing your parents, chances are it's probably not going to, you know. Well, it, you're automatically going in um, humbled. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, you're going in with the energy of kind of like, oh, I did something bad. I did something bad, but I'm going to show you. But if you go in there, will you be like, you know what? I'm an adult. This is my life choice. Mm-hmm. I chose to get this. I would love you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't look at me any different. And so, yeah, I guess a lot of it would be just the the energy in which you go into the conversation. I would also say don't jeopardize your situation with your parents either over tattoos. So like, let's say you're 18, right? And you live with your parents and they're like, and they've straight up told you if you get a tattoo, they'll kick you out. Be like, okay, cool. I'll see you guys in like four years when I'm moved out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, or, or I won't see you guys in two years, but we'll have this discussion again in four years when I moved out, I have a career, you know, I, I'm financially independent from my parents in this way. If I do get a tattoo and they don't like what it is, I'm still going to be okay kind of I, thing. I see what you're saying. You know? yeah. So you don't yeah. want to be like 18 be like, you know, fuck you mom and dad. I want to get a tattoo on my chest. And then like financially or, you know, um, your living situation might be put in jeopardy and things like that. Then yeah. I would just, you know, I would just drop subtle hints. You know, if you walk around, you see people with tattoos, be like, Oh, that tattoo looks cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder what they do. I think a lot of it, I think parents are usually just afraid for their children to make sure that they don't, um, you know, like a slippery slope kind of thing. Like, you know, yeah, go ahead. It's more like, well, and like to touch back on it, it's a generation thing. It like is a generational, generational thing. thing. I mean, grandparents won't understand what you yeah. know their kids are doing, mm-hmm. and then they won't understand what their grandkids are doing because again, it's just different generations. Yeah. You know, back when you know tattoos were for like um, 
sailors, sailors and outlaws and, and, and gang like people yeah. in the gangs. But yeah. at that point, mm-hmm. you know, it's totally different now because more of it's, it's a oh, it's freedom, not, it's, it's a free such expression. A freedom of expression. It's like I feel like tattooing itself is a very American thing. Yeah, dude. But I mean, at the same time, you also got to think about it. Like, you know, when you are 18, you really don't know what the hell you're gonna get. No. I mean, because I got my first tattoo on my leg at 19 mm-hmm. when our grandfather died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I knew at that point that that's what I wanted to get on my body for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, but most of the times, it, people don't know what they want. Or they're just like, hey, look at that looks cool. And then they regret it. And mm-hmm. I think that's also what parents are looking at. It's like, right. well, do you really know what you're going to get? And are you going to regret it? Because at this point, it is, um, you know, you can't take it back once it's done. I mean, you can get it lasered off. But yeah, that but it takes a hell of a, a lot bunch longer. bunch of sessions and it's oh, expensive. Yeah. And, and it hurts like yeah. a motherfucker. I mean, yeah. I've heard about it. Yeah, I, no, it I don't hurts, know. Hurts, yeah. Well, that's an in- you, you just came up with a really interesting point, Brandon, because I never even looked at it that way. But just because you're physically 18 doesn't mean that you're emotionally or mentally an adult yet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not like a... a a switch that flips when you turn to be 18. Yeah. So if you are still like a, a younger, immature 18 and your parents are like, I don't think you should get one because you know what? I don't think you're emotionally or mentally ready. Yeah. You know, maybe like you said, maybe, I mean, I'm always like, you know, I'm ad, I always advocate the right for people to be tattooed if they want to be tattooed. Sure. But again, you just open my eyes to that of maybe, you know, maybe there's an underlying reason why the parents don't, mm-hmm you know, don't want their child to yeah, be tattooed. You know, maybe they're just looking, like Brandon said, maybe they're just looking out for their kid. And, and I hear it a lot on your Instagram lives. You're like, I'm 16. Can my, you know, should my mom sign off and get me a tattoo no. and things like that? Yeah. And I think people with social media and just like the, just the way the world runs now, it's like instant gratification where not a lot of people uh, have the ability to wait or want to wait. Oh, so yeah. when you're 18, you're like, oh, I'm going to get this, this skull on my chest or blah, 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 blah. And they're like, I want it now. Like, you know, like forget waiting in two years or, you know, forget when I graduate college or things like that. It's like, I want it now. And I think if they had waited or if they, if, you know, if they would wait two years and they still want that tattoo after they graduated college or after they moved out, then I would say, go ahead and get it. I mean, I, I obviously I would love, I'd love to be covered in tattoos, but I've spent a really long portion of my life making sure that the tattoos I got are something I wanted, you know, because there's a lot of tattoos and a lot of tattoos that I feel like I wanted to get thought about it for six months. And then it was like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't get that tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. dude. You know? I mean, I've been talking about my half sleeve since I was yeah. fucking middle like, school. Yeah. Middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I've always known what I've wanted to get. And I finally got it mm-hmm. at 20, 24. Yeah. No, I got it. Yeah. 24. You started when you were 24. Yeah, I started my, uh, my right arm when I was 24 yeah. and I've, I've always wanted it. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, at that point, because I spent so long thinking about it, I finally, you know, pulled the trigger and just did it. Yeah. You know, at that point when you just keep having it in your mind and that's something that you keep coming to a conclusion of like, you know what, I really do want this. At that point, get it. Yeah. You know, you can't just go to, um, okay, sorry, to bring back the 16 year old with like, hey, you know, I'm 16, I'm going to have my parents sign off of it. I think I was doing my left arm or my chest and some um, like young girl, I think she was 16 with her mom came in. And uh, Bidel, he was uh, he was tattooing me, and like everybody in the shop was just like, they came in, they're like, hey, you know, she's 16, I'm gonna sign off, we're gonna get matching tattoos, and he's like, hey, sorry, we can't, we're, yeah. we're not gonna do that. Like, Most yeah. tattoo artists won't because they're yeah. just not physically, like mentally prepared yeah. for what. Uh, yeah, Brian, absolutely. Is. When and on the interview that mm-hmm. I did with him, he was like, no, you need to wait. And yeah. then you need to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Most tattoo artists, I feel like if you're like 16 and even 18, if you get, if you come up with them like some crazy cockamamie like idea, they're going to tell you to hold off. And if you get a tattoo artist that's like, oh yeah, no, dude, let's do it. That's probably the wrong tattoo artist. Oh, hell oh, yeah. You and know? then um, there was someone I saw 
And um, he for first tattoos, he had them on both of his hands. Oh, really? But the thing is that the, they, they didn't press hard enough. Mm-hmm. So you can see in the lines where they didn't press mm-hmm. and it's going to come out blotchy. Like it's going to the lines aren't going to come out well. But you got to think about it. That's his first tattoos on the top of his Yeah, hands. but 100%, anybody who did that tattoo, for one thing, the quality of the tattoo, if you could see that it was not a good quality just by looking at it, you already know that that artist, I mean, any good artist is going to be like, yo, I'm not going to have your first tattoos be on yeah. the top of your hands. I mean, there, it, there, it is a culture. It's a society. I mean, it's hand tattoos, neck tattoos, face tattoos. Those are tattoos that are with time and with experience. And, and I'm just of the old school thinking that that's a, it's a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go in there and ask for a hand tattoo if you don't have your sleeves, yeah. you know, don't ask for a neck tattoo if you don't have your chest and your, your arms done, you know, don't go in there and try to get a face tattoo. If that's your first freaking tattoo, mm-hmm. you know, part, the whole part of the tattoo society that I find so cool and that I really, um, that I really resonate with is the fact that it's like, it's like a culture and it's, it's, there's rules and, you know, and, and you, you have to earn certain respect. And I really like that about the tattoo community. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I wanted my hand tattooed, my last tattoo. No tattoo before that I went in and mm-hmm. I was going to get my hand tattooed. And I actually like the morning of, I switched it and I ended up getting my inner bicep mm-hmm. and I'm so glad I did, you know, because like you say, getting your hand tattooed, it's almost like a, like a badge of honor where you're like, Oh, this is the last available piece of skin on my arm. You know, the ta- the hand tattoo is kind of like the the cr- like the little gem on the crown. Yeah. You know, and, and also kind of going back to, you know, you can't hide a hand tattoo. You can't hide it. So with a job and a career and everything like that, I'm pretty sure parents don't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. But you can hide full sleeves. Mm-hmm. You can literally hide everything. Yeah. But the thing is, hand tattoos, you can't do it. You know, like with, you know, with my fingers, I got five fingers done, you know, and I don't have my hands done. But... Brian wouldn't be doing my fingers if I oh, didn't yeah, have sleeves. Tr- you, trust me, you are... You no, are, that's what I'm saying. I was no, going to no, say, no. you are well along your tattoo journey. There's no questioning your, 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 your lot in life on that one. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, and it's funny because people always ask me all the time, like, Lonnie, what's your favorite tattoo? And hands down, it's, it's funny I said hands down, but it's always my hand tattoo. Yeah. And the reason it's my hand tattoo is because that one tattoo signified more to me in my tattoo journey than all my other ones. And it's because to me, it was like, that's the one tattoo that said, I have come far enough along in my journey that I'm, I'm here. And it really means a lot to me because there's, you know, there's no, there's no going back from a hand tattoo. Mm -hmm. There's no hiding a hand tattoo. Mm -hmm. And to me, it, it took me 25, 26 years to get to that point where I felt that I earned and deserved a hand tattoo. Yeah. And I kind of do want to touch on this too, because when I did get my fingers, you know, it took me honestly a little bit of time because getting my fingers tattooed, everybody would look at me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like it, yeah you have to mentally be ready oh, for that. Oh yeah, dude. and I thought I was, and I'm going to touch up on this because mm-hmm. I'm going to be just truthful. You know, I, I was thought that I was mentally ready to get my hands, like my fingers tattooed. But the funny thing is that it took me a little bit and then I finally was just like, you know, fuck everybody, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I do have my fingers tattooed. Fuck yeah. you. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? Yeah. You know, but it's more. Just but that like, comes with age and confidence and, and, yeah. and being confident with yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like an 18 year old who just doesn't have that, you know, not, not so much. Maybe that life experience. The mental fortitude. Yeah. Maybe that life experience and mental fortitude to be like, you know what? I'm this age. I've come along this far in life. Like I, you know, I'm okay with people watching and judging me. But if you're like 18 and you're still like, you're very impressionable. Yeah. And to be honest with you, if you're 18, you're still a kid. 
Oh yeah. If oh, I, I look so. at an 18 year old, I'm like, you're still a child, you know, I, and I, and, and I really argue, like, I feel like, you know, if you're 18 or 17 or 16, really, 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 please, honestly, really think about that tattoos you're getting. Yeah. I, cause, you know? I mean, it was honestly, I felt mm-hmm. more mature when I was, when I hit 24. Oh yeah. You know, when I hit 24 years old, I was like, okay, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, feel, like, I don't feel like a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. You right. know, like I have a better, uh, outlook on what I want to do for myself, yeah. you know? And like, I kind of had a more of a confident uh, thought process sure. and I was just like, okay, cool. You know, I'm able to do this. Mm-hmm. But when I was 18 to about, you know, to 23, I thought that I was an adult. I thought that, you know, since I hit the, the prime ages of 18, 21, I can buy cigarettes at 18, drink at 21. And I did all that. I was like, am I really an adult or am I just right. an 18 year old still partying? Who, can, who can buy cigarettes? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I never really thought about it. I never yeah. really thought felt mature until I hit 24. Sure. Well, I think too, though, like just touching back on, on the original question of, you know, like talking to your parents mm-hmm. who may not oh, yeah. approve of your tattoos. I think your first tattoo should also be really, um, important to you in terms of like the, the importance of getting your first tattoo needs to be a really important symbol or an idea, you know? So if you went to your parents, you're like, Hey, listen, my, my first tattoo and Brandon's first tattoo is about our grandfather, Mm -hmm. you know? So like if they went and like, Hey, you know, mom and dad, I'd really like to sit down and talk to you about getting a tattoo about, you know, X, Y, and Z, but something that's really, uh, that means a lot to me. It could be like, a you know, your grandma's name, you know, her, her handwriting in her handwriting yeah. or, you know, like, Hey, our, my pet dog or things, some, something that your parents can relate to. But if you go sit down with your parents and you're like, Hey, I'd really like to get, you know, nine roses and a pistol on my <laughs> hips. You know, your, your, your conversation's not going to go very well because yeah. like you say, you know, you're 18, you, you don't, you really technically don't know a whole lot. No. Uh, I mean, your parents are going to look at you and be like, no, that's no. Yeah. You know? Because it's not a, it's like, it's, it's a fad tattoo. You're, a fad getting, tattoo. you're, you're yeah. getting it because you want to be cool. Mm-hmm. You don't really have any motivation behind it. Yeah. And the, and it's, to me, it's like, yes, tattoos are cool. And yes, you know, it's a journey and yes, it's a culture. And yes, if you want to have one, you know what, get one, just do it in the right intention. Like totally. you're saying, you know, don't go in there with, with a conversation with your parents um, I wouldn't go in angry. I wouldn't go in, no. you know, snotty. I yeah. wouldn't go in. Just go in with confidence. Well, you have to sit down like they're your peers. And if you you're know? old enough to get a tattoo, you're old enough to speak to your parents as an adult. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. You, if you can't do that, don't get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And just stay open-minded. Know yeah. that, you know, they're not going to be okay with it or that they will say no. But if you still are you know, full into your thought, like, you know, like I'm still going to get this. You're still full steam ahead. Mm-hmm fucking get it dude yeah i mean yeah i mean that's just the whole thing it's it's like you have to pick your poison you know either say like this is important to me and i'm going to get it regardless or be like you know i'm going to talk to my parents i'm going to see what they say Mm -hmm. you know it you it's your tattoo on your skin it's your body it's your canvas you have to make sure whatever your decision is it's the right one Mm -hmm. and the cool thing about this is like the people that are super tattooed head face eyes everything they're so confident in themselves they don't give a fuck yeah and you know and they still own it they're like you know what this is what i want Mm -hmm. fuck you fuck society you know like this is my this is who i am i'm reflecting who i Mm want to be but i'm sure that those people would still be like hey listen oh yeah yeah oh yeah no 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 no, 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 no. yeah that's what i'm saying and you know what truthfully it's the people who who do have it all blasted are the first ones to be like, you know what? You need to wait until you're ready. Well, they know, they know what it's like on the other side of the tracks. I got it. Yeah. I got to tell you straight up. I had my, my color sleeve first. And when I started my black and 
and my black and gray one, it was a night and day difference. I mm -hmm. mean, people really wouldn't look at me with one sleeve, but as soon as I got the second one, it's like I'd walk into a store and you could hear like the record scratch. Oh, it's really? like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you have to be ready for that. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It took me, It even I was like, did I make the right decision? Mm -hmm. You know? And that is, and that's something that you have to be prepared for, mm -hmm. Totally. you know? And so, yeah, I mean, and now it's like, I don't really care. I'm 57 years old. I've got plenty more tattoos coming, mm -hmm. but I have reached that level of where I don't care what society says, you know, yes, my skin's older, you know, what, so what, yeah. you know? Well, like, well, like Brandon touches on too, like at what point are you going to start living your own life? You know, yeah. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't be afraid of confrontation. You can't be afraid of, you know, risk being seen. You gotta, you gotta put yourself out there. You know, yeah. if you really, 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 really want this tattoo and you, you know, you have to throw the dice, you know, your parents may agree with it. They may not agree with it, but at the end of the day, if that's what you want, you know, but also too, I think you need to show some maturity with your parents to the point where they're not, you know, but you have to have it in all different aspects of totally. life. Yeah. You know what? The tattoo is just the one thing that we focus on because it's a physical thing that we can see, mm -hmm. but you know what? Make good life choices. Yeah. You know, if you're making good life choices, chances are, you know, and hopefully your parents will be like, yeah, they got it. You know, she's they got, got her shit together. together. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's totally good. But if you're just, you know, if you just stumble after stumble after stumble, it's going to be really hard to convince your parents that, you know, that you've got your shit together and that you're in a good spot to get a tattoo. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of like how you said that, you know, it's all about the maturity too. Like mm -hmm. if your parents don't see that you're mature enough, mm -hmm. I mean, which they can cause they're your fucking parents. Then they'll be like, you know, you aren't ready for yeah. it. You know, they are looking out for the, like, the better for you instead of just being like, Oh, you can't get this and treating mm -hmm. you like a kid. You yeah. know, it's more like they're just looking out for you. So I did like how you touched yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, so that too. And like, we're always, we're always focusing it like as the, as the person who's approaching the parents, but I wish parents were a little bit more open to the idea of tattooing, but like, Hey, you know, like, you know, like let's say your kid approaches you and like, Hey, I'd like to get this tattoo. And you're like, that's a dumb tattoo. Instead of being like super confrontational. No, this is my foot down. I'm the parent. You're the child, blah, blah, blah. I would be like, Hey, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's go to tattoo artists, and I'm sure a tattoo artist would, would help you out with this. You normally, I know Brian's done it. You would go out, they'd have it drawn, and then you would go and you put it back on your refrigerator, and you would stare at it every day. You're like on refrigerator, the bathroom door, mm -hmm. your bedroom door, it doesn't matter. And you would just stare at it every day for like six months. And at six months, you still want that tattoo, then we'll talk about it. You know, like I, as a parent, I think I would be a little bit more open minded to how my child is, is feeling instead of being like, no this is it. I, because I, cause dad used to do the same thing. He'd be like, this is final, you know, because I said so. Oh, yeah. And we, when he did that, Brandon and I were like, Oh yeah, fuck yeah. We're going to do the opposite. Yeah. You know, you can tell me to only go left. Oh, guess what? Who's going right. <laughs> you know? And I would be like, and I'd be really open and I'd be like, Hey, listen, you know, like I don't really agree with this tattoo, but let's go get it drawn. Let's, you know, you can, they'll even put it on. Um, if you have a free tattoo artist, we've got like an, an hour. You can even like put the stencil on you. Yeah. Cause um, you wore that stencil. Yeah. On I had a stencil on my hand. Yeah. Yeah. I had a stencil on my hand. And then like, even the stencil people were like giving me weird looks. It's, um, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I know, yeah. Cause once I got, I don't mean to cut you off, no, Robert, you're fine. but like, yeah, no, once I had my fingers done and like I had to push paper to people oh, yeah. or like anything like that. I mean, they would. St I would catch their eyes go down, yeah, look at my fingers, and then be come ready back for up. This. Mm -hmm. Everybody looks at you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just gonna happen. Yeah. But I just, I, like you said, you know, it's a, it's a record scratching. You yeah. Know? I yeah. noticed it once I had both my arms done, but then once my fingers came, it became more uh, prevalent, mm -hmm. and I was just like, I started noticing that shit so oh, yeah. much more. 
Because, I mean, I was 30 when I got my first tattoo, and Auntie Vicky was 36, mm-hmm. and Barbu cried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a normal interaction, right? And then, like, Barbu cries, and then eventually she gets over it, and then eventually, towards the end of her life, she got a tattoo. Mm-hmm. You know, so you almost in a, in a sense, if you're the first person in your family to get a tattoo, you kind of have to you're gonna trial have to, by fire. Yeah. You're going to have to take some shit. Yeah, and, you know. yeah, because Barbu cried and Papa was like, "Well, that's my girls." Yeah, that's Papa. You know? And I do. I, so I want to. I want to touch on yeah. what Robert yeah. said a minute ago. Uh, like parents being strict. Yeah, you know, yeah. They think that that's the right way to parent, mm-hmm. and like, oh, it's gonna stop you because they're strict. But it really just fucking. They ignore everything about you. Mm-hmm. They're ignoring what you're coming up with. They're ignoring how you feel or how you're trying to express yourself. Yeah. And that's not right. Yeah, totally. You, know, you can't just shun your kid away. I mean, that's not parenting. That's just being an asshole. Yeah. It's a, it's a bully mentality. Exactly. And I think that that's like what you kind of got from your dad. Yeah. It was kind of cock. like, yeah, it was a bully mentality yeah. of like, you know, I am bigger and yeah. you're going to have to listen to me because I'm bigger. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like, I think if my child approached me and he was like, hey, dad, listen, I'd like to get this tattoo and I don't think it's a good tattoo idea. I wouldn't say no, but I'd be like, hey, listen, that's a great, that's a great start, but I think we can really expand on this tattoo. Let's look at Pinterest together Yeah. And let's find some cool tattoos together. But I think if you make it more inclusive, if you're like, Hey, you know, wh- or what about this? Like, what if you like, you know, pivot why don't you, why don't you help your kid come up with an idea or why don't you go to a tattoo artist and then talk to them together mm-hmm. and you know, a, a normal, t- a good tattoo artist. And a lot do, we know a lot of tattoo artists and a lot of them would do the same thing. They'd be like, they would be more than happy to talk to you about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, go on the journey with your yeah, kid. Go on, yeah. Make it, make it, in, make it a bonding experience for you and your child. You know, that thing would be, that'd be so cool. That's fucking solid. Um, yeah. You know, and, and like, you t- talk to your tattoo artist, be like, Hey dude, what do you think about this? You know, have you tattooed this before? What do you, what kind of ideas do you have? You know, where do you think it should go about placement? You just did a YouTube video about placement or mm-hmm. when you, when you interviewed Brian and Brian was like, Hey, listen, some places just tattoo better than others. Yeah. Cause when I got my hand done and I have the one going down my mm-hmm. finger, I originally wanted that along the side of my hand. Yeah. And Brian's like, I can do it, but it ain't going to last. Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't care how many times I punch it. He goes, that side of your hand, he goes, it will not keep the tattoo. Yeah. So I listened to Brian because I, I trust him and I put my placement somewhere else. So you have to listen to your artist. Yeah. And, and, oh, sorry. I don't no, mean to cut you going. off. And with the finger, you have to press a you lot press really hard. harder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, fucking hard. Because yeah. he was like, you know, if I didn't press hard, the ink, the ink won't stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it just will not stick. So you have to off the... Um, come to terms that it's going to hurt a fuck ton more yeah. on yeah. the fingers or yeah, on the fingers than yeah. it will anywhere else. You know, I am going to say this as I was sitting here watching you two talk, um, <laughs> watching you Give two talk. Banana. <laughs> Where's the banana? Yeah. Sorry, I ate all my bananas. Put more, coin, put more coins in the slot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry we don't no, but I, I just had a, an epiphany and I really want to share this with you because sure. I think it's important. Um, when you were younger and you were struggling with your dad, mm-hmm. I always told the both of you, you had a choice. And I always told you both that you had a choice to either emulate him and be like him when you grew up, or you could be your own, you could be your own men. And as a mom, I am beyond happy and so proud that you have both chosen to be your own person yeah, yeah. and you're, you're going to be great fathers and you have learned from your pain and you're just amazing people. And it was just sitting here watching you guys talk like, well, when I'm a parent, I'm going to do this. And when I'm a parent, I'm going to do that. I just want you to know how much you have grown as people. Well, Brandon and I, you know, we we're like farmers, right? We, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. 
Um, a lot. Yeah, a lot. But it's really easy to just fall back into patterns. It's yeah. really easy to be a parent the way that you were being parented. I, don't, I, 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 I would argue that like sobriety has really opened our eyes, but if yeah. I was still drinking for sure. But since Brandon and I kind of, you know, we, we, we know what it feels like to be the kid. Mm-hmm. We were, I mean, this is how it, I grew up since fourth grade. Right. I was like, well, I know how to be a dad. It's exact opposite of what <laughs> my dad did. So anything my dad did, I would do the opposite and I would know what that would be. That's what a good dad did. Yeah. And so I would, I, I would, I modeled this whole, the whole life after that. Like, okay, I know how to be a good person because you know, the people that I grew up with weren't, you know, and kind of things like that. And I remember like, if I was, you know, I'm just putting my, with this question out, just put myself in the shoes. If I was that parent, how would I handle that situation? You know, and we, yeah, we definitely, we definitely overcame. No, I always, I mean, and you also got to think, you know, I mean, we also had a good backing, you know, you mom, you you were were always there for us. You know, you were always Mm -hmm. um, helping us with whatever we needed, no matter what. I mean, if we did get in trouble, you were always there. I mean, it was just, I mean, we, we couldn't be where we're at without you. And I know and yeah. some people just don't have that. But I mean, if you don't have that, just, um, you can find it. You can, it, definitely, may, not and it, doesn't a, even, it may not be a mother or a father, but it, you can find that support system. Yeah, and, you, It doesn't even have to be your family. Yeah. Like if you have yeah. some really solid friends or even their parents, like their friends, parents are, See, that, I think you emulated yourself more after a papa. Oh, 100%. oh yeah, yeah. But, but you made that choice. Oh, very much. And, so. I don't and, think, I don't know. I don't think we had a choice. I think well, it was sink or swim and Brandon and I just, we chose to swim yeah, that's okay. because yeah, that's we saw, you know, we saw two, two different personality types and we yeah. got, we gravitated towards what I think Brandon and I would, would argue would be the, the, the hero, right? Yeah. So it's the hero or the villain. And what's that? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, I, I, got really excited. I know you got, I got really excited. excited. Yeah. I started moving. In my I know chair. you got really jittery. And I got I was really like, excited. Okay, so let's hear it. That's the coolest part. Cause if you think about it, Papa was a fucking gnarly ass dude. Yeah, like, yeah. He oh, was yeah. a gnarly He was a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you got to think about it. Dad, he was just a little chihuahua piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Not saying that because... Anyways, he was a little fucking chihuahua. Yeah. Just barking all the time, making himself mm-hmm. look bigger. But the thing is, is that the person who was quiet and so humble, but yet so gnarly, mm-hmm. was the better fucking father figure than our actual dad. Well, he didn't mm-hmm. have anything to prove. Exactly. Once yeah. you have nothing to prove, you start proving more, which mm-hmm. is kind of fucking weird. But yeah. like... It's just so crazy if you thought about it. Well, yeah. that, that's being said, like, I mean, like, okay, so let's put this hypothetical, right? So you and I don't have any tattoos and <laughs> we approach dad and ask him, you know, Hey, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo, his reaction. And we approach Papa. Hey, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo and his reaction. They're night and day different. Oh yeah. You know, when I got my, when I got my tattoo of Papa, the portrait on my back, that was my first tattoo. I showed him and he goes, well, that's me. <laughs> and that's all he said. And I was like, dude, I, this, this cost me a lot of money and it hurt. And I rode my bike all the way over here to show you. And this is what I get. And he's yeah. Like, what do you want? And, yeah, that's a good you know, and, and he just, you know, like you say, it's the quietest ones that are always the, always the ones that are, that carry the most weight and the louder ones are usually the ones that carry the, 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 um, false promises and just the weakest actions. Yeah. And you know, and you think about it and, and Papa's life was, there was nothing easy ever, mm. nothing easy was ever given to Papa. You know, he just didn't, it just wasn't in his cards and yet he still, I think he still showed you all how to be a better man, yeah. um, even with diversity. Yeah. Well, he, I don't know. I think Papa showed us also too how to how to be broken and still love. Yeah. You know, he had fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he had nothing. Came from the worst, but still showed, like you said, most of love. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. that shows volume more than um, if you have everything. Yeah. Whereas where I think also too, like Papa never Papa's never 
where he had never told Brandon and I that he loved us. But he, he never told yeah, me. Yeah, but he never had to because we knew that, you know. Whereas like dad, I remember dad used to like, he used to be like, all right, tell me you love me. He used to like make us say shit. Pesos. Yeah, yeah. He goes, pesos, pesos for daddy. Um, oh, that's gross. Yeah, because he was, he, he was just, <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he yeah. just, he, I feel like he constantly needed validation that he yeah. was doing a good job where Papa was just like, whatever. Huh. Yeah. Like, like, you, fuck you, yeah, I don't, you, you don't need to tell me that you love me and I don't need to tell you because uh, these actions speak louder than these words. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. pretty sure when he looked at your tattoo, it was like, oh, that's me. I'm pretty sure on the inside, he's like, wow. Oh, I made a feel oh, like yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, I can't believe someone Well, we idolized that. him, man. Oh, yeah, you know? dude. I mean, he so. was everything. You know, it's funny because you're always like, oh, yeah, you know, Papa never said that he loved you. Well, he always showed us in the really weirdest ways. Yeah. And yeah, and again, his really, his way of showing that he loved us was to every day before he go to work at four o'clock in the morning he'd come in and grab our foot mm -hmm. well you know nothing like being woken up every <laughs> single fucking morning having somebody grabbing your foot and be yeah. like sleep 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 ah! oh yeah. hey love you too dad sleep 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 you know yeah, yeah. and so. it's just it's so crazy how like that kind of flips like the less i mean and this isn't with everybody, but like with our family, it was like the less you showed, the more it spoke. We just don't have to we just, say. We, don't we have, have, a, we have a different shit. love language. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like I feel like instead of like us telling you that we love you, we're like, okay, I'll just show you. Yeah. And See, it doesn't have to be big yeah. things; it's little things like, oh, I'll take up the trash, or you know, I'll do this and that. You just little things that just show you're thinking of the person. Yeah. See, and that's what really irritates me is because we've had people in our lives like yeah, you know, when we worked, um, when we all worked at the Grapevine, mm -hmm. yeah. and people would be like, oh, you guys don't love each other very much, or you know, this or that. And it's like, just because our love doesn't fit into what society thinks it should be, mm -hmm. I get, I, I challenge anybody to say that somebody loves each other more than we love each other. Yeah. I mean, that's all we've had, but it's all we've had, but it's ours. And so what I'm trying to say is, it's like, just because we don't have a conventional, like, you know, cookie cutter family dynamic where we, you know, shower each other with kisses doesn't mean that we have any less love for one another. For sure. Yeah. And like kind of to touch up on that too, is like one day me and Robert were at, I think Target or Ralph's or somewhere. And you were uh, at Target. Oh yeah. And we started just, yeah, like we don't. Were I mean, we really? We were aggressively were we? talking. You were aggressively talking. You were buying something, I think, for your new apartment. Yeah, and I was. And like, you were tired because you'd been moving. This yeah. app, dude. I I do not years. remember this. Yeah, dude. But but we were we were checking out. Okay. And uh, I mean, the way I talk to both of them is really. It sounds really aggressive because I say a it's lot of so, fucking. Because it's so funny. It's, I love dude, pissing you guys off. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just it's what we do. Like we yeah. piss each other off. We call each other names, but yeah. at the same time, we don't mean it. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's how we it, talk. We just like to get a rise out of each other. Yeah. So we're at Target. It and we were discussing something and I think I called Robert a fucking dumbass or like we started going just back and forth calling really? each other names oh yeah dude and the lady was checking us out she was so fucking terrified <laughs> she's like are they gonna start fighting really dude the look on her face was yeah. like sheer terror I don't remember this because at all. we talked to each other very aggressive yeah we're yeah because we like arguing it's funnier than shit yeah, yeah but I mean that's just the whole thing it's it's like we again you know Papa didn't have the most conventional way of showing how he loved us yeah. we don't have the most conventional way of showing how we love each other but that doesn't diminish our it, that doesn't say that it's any less than anything else totally. yeah. and kind of like how we we're at the grocery store and you fucking clocked me in the chest you you're like yeah it was it was called good, it was called good parenting That's i was a, just trying to sharpen yeah. your skills yeah i was i was we were at the grocery store probably albertson's or something checking it was out albertson's, again. it's yeah. always in the fucking checkout line well that's where you're at your weakest <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like zoning out. Somewhere. Yeah, you were staring. No, you're staring up. up at the lights. Yeah, I was looking up and I was just kind of pondering my thoughts. And then out of nowhere, this fucking tiny little hand 
comes out and just socks me square in the fucking chest. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? The cashier was like, uh, yeah, just, like, you were you were bagging. I remember that. No, no, I was different bagging. time. This was I was way young. Brandon, yeah, Brandon was had to been about eight or nine, so I was oh, like okay. twelve or thirteen. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, still. And she fucking checked. Like, but just, you, that was the way I was raised. That's what I'm I, Yeah, I like, was raised that you have to constantly beware yeah. of your surroundings. Yeah. Check and, yourself and ch- and and make sure that you're taken care of. Just like I try to push you out of subways. Yeah, it's true. You know. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, all because she hit me in the chest doesn't mean that I knew it was out of aggression or anything. Yeah. Because she started laughing. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it's what we do. And it's it was like, a life lesson. I'm sure. Oh, I'm, I'm very aware get, of my surroundings. Yeah. When you're I'm at very, a checkout line. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is behind yeah. me? I'm yeah. going to get clocked. <laughs> you're, you're like in line, you start sweating. They're like, sir, are you okay? They're like, yeah, Dude, so that's fine. It. Just a little <laughs> tense. That's why I stand shoulder to yeah. shoulder, like, like, kind of uh oh yeah really uh, shifty eyes yeah dude i don't stand like i'm standing in a line i kind of turn my body sideways so i'm more like a flounder Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm just i can see like karate chopping the air yeah i make sure nobody's gonna fucking sneak up and try like punch me in the chest yeah yeah you're like you give this cashier an extra like tip you're like tell me if anybody sneaks up (laughs) (laughs) but i mean it's just it's unconventional yeah see and i and one of the things i love about our podcast and about our conversations it's like it's so eye-opening to be able to be like, hey, you know what? I did these absolutely crazy, insane things because it came from a place of love. Yeah. I mean, it really did. And whereas I'm sure as a child, you're like, oh my God, my mother is insane. She just fucking punched me in the line of Ralph's. Yeah. You know, now as an adult, you could be like, oh, well, she did that out of love. I don't know if I'm going to do that to my child. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking deck them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to be, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'll ever change. So yeah, no, I, won't, gonna... I mean, I won't hit my kid like you, but. Um, I'm definitely going to drive him insane. Well, I'm going to fucking. You have to remember, I was a single mom my entire, you know, the almost your entire life. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep that. And you were you were gonna be bigger than me. I had to keep. Yeah, that. but you were really mean when, you, when we wrestled and stuff like that. You would oh, wrestle yeah. and you'd pin us down and try to spit on us. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> we can't hit you back. We'd be like, we'd be like, ugh, and you're like, Wah! yeah, dude. I always felt so <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah, and you're like, get off my brother, and she would just like backhand you, and then keep like pulling my hair. Yeah, she fucking donkey kicked us a oh, couple yeah, times, yeah. dude. Yeah, but you know, and that's just because that's. I remember wrestling. We you know, Papa never did because you know Papa never ever put a hand yeah. on us and he wouldn't wrestle his girls but barbu and auntie vicky and i used to have you know wwe wrestling in the front and and i remember just getting out the aggression just you know going for it but it was just a really cool thing so i did the same thing to you guys yeah i mean you know? we never took it negatively i mean probably at the time we was like why the fuck did she do that but i mean it was never out of uh out of like hate or anger or just yeah. like i'm just gonna be like this it was always out of love. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know it then, but now we do know but it. You threw a book at me once. Yeah, you threw a fucking, like a foot pencil at me. No, yeah, not a foot. If you can dodge a... If you can dodge a... Yeah, it was, it was, like, it was, it was a 12-inch, yeah, like, uh, maybe like two inches thick pencil yeah. that you From get like very far. Far. Nothing, and you broke the fucking eraser on yeah. the back of my head yeah probably but you were really resilient as a kid like once re- we figured out that we couldn't like you couldn't break we were like okay yeah, yeah but you know what never in a million years did I think that I was going to be able to throw that thing like a tomahawk remember I remember I had, fucking threw it uh, yeah it, it, as soon as it came out of my hand it like went into slow motion it was like boom 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 and I'm all like Oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. This one time, we, I, I, this had to have been, maybe I was like 18 or 19. We found, like, I found, we had a Nerf gun just lying around and I found a couple extra bullets. And for like six hours, I was like hunting mom. <laughs> and she was like in the kitchen, I remember specifically. And I was like hiding in like the laundry room. And she saw me, I saw her, and I shot her. <laughs> and I shot her square in the chest. It was like this big old thud, like thump. And she, you were so pissed. You got up and you started chasing me. I believe it. Yeah. 
Dude. I mean, well, that's just how we did. Yeah. We, we were always trying to <laughs> hunt each other down or it was, do yeah. something. We, I think we always just had the mentality of like, okay, today's the day I break this person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, it took me... Um, when did I break my... 24? Did yeah. I broke my leg? No, yeah. not longer than that. 25. It took me 25 years to actually break a bone. Yeah. But I finally did it. Yeah. And I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, and it was... And, and you know what? I drove you to work every day, and I drove you to every single doctor's appointment. I was fucked up on Norco's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were painkillers. I mean, I had to. I had a broken leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I would squid around the office. So I would... I'd literally just put myself... I would just push myself with one leg... But I moved, I got so good at it. I was fucking quick with it. I was just oh, a little yeah. squid yeah. everywhere, and like I would like go around a corner, hit the wall, bounce back, and I'd almost be drifting yeah. around everywhere. I'd fucking hit walls sometimes when I got mm-hmm. like when I had too many Norcos. But fuck it, dude. But you still worked every yeah. day. Yeah, I still worked every day. Mm-hmm. I had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, well okay. So episode? really quick, just to recap, uh, my question: If you are out there and you have a tattoo and you need to speak to either your parents or your grandparents, just go into it with, you know, a certain level of maturity mm-hmm. and clarity, and just be like, "Hey, this is what I've done. I would love your support." If you are, you know, younger and you are looking to get a tattoo and you want your parents' approval, you know what? Sit down again as an adult. And um, just it's more than just a tattoo. It's a it's you know what? See where you are in your life and make your choice wisely from that yeah. point. And I just want to say as well, you know, every day before you go to bed, just reflect on what's going good with you. Yeah, yes. keep I just love keep that. the positivity with you, and just just know that whatever is happening, it will be over, and you'll get over it soon. Mm-hmm. Just stay positive. We yeah. are rather resilient. Very. Yeah, yeah. Robert, do you have any parting words? Um, don't pee in the wind. Yeah, don't be in the wind. Actually, I, I do that all the time. I do so do I. <laughs> Sometimes I'll see the wind. I'm like, don't tell me where to pee. And I'll pee into the wind. <laughs> Fuck you, wind. <laughs> I do that sometimes. I do, I've done that multiple times. I don't know why. I'm fucking insane. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah well. You, you, tell me what to do. Fucking wind. And then I'm like, take this. And I'm like, oh, it's on my legs. Yeah, you know what? And as for as rebellious as Papa was, I don't even think he would have peed in the wind. Yeah. He'd have been like, yeah, I don't want pee on me. Yeah. All right. So, um... If all of you out there are listening, if you want to follow me on social media network, of course, it is gray hair and tattoos and everywhere you want to look, um, you can message me there or you can message Robert on Instagram, Robert, Robert Pike Pike. Yep. I am just a snow leopard, so I don't have one. (laughs) I love my snow leopard and I love my Robert, Robert Pike Pike. Thank you. All right, you guys. So until next week, be good and we will see you then. Bye-bye.